What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Guys who are addicts are the best because when they fall for you, they fall I know, I'm like, whoa, they have to get be addicted to something. Might yeah. as well be me. Oh my God, that kind of love is like next level. Which is obviously not healthy, not, healthy. not good. Obviously. Not healthy, not sustainable, but fun for two months. Hi, everyone. Hi, besties. I'm Bella Benson. Welcome to another beautiful episode of Almost Adulting. I'm reporting live, not so live, from New York with my Gemini bestie, Hannah Burner. I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling a Gemini? You want to fight? You want to start a fight right now? It's so funny. On my flight here, I was thinking, you know what? Even though she's a Gemini, I still really like her. Oh, no. <laughs> that makes so much more sense why I like you. Not there's anything Wait, you're like, this whole flight, I couldn't understand how I still liked you as a Gemini. I was like, you know what? It's one flaw. Leo sun, Virgo moon, Scorpio rising. Hmm. I'm basically a Leo just born in the wrong month. Anyway, she's a <laughs> funny internet personality known for five seasons of Summer House, her two hit podcasts, Jiggly Squat and Burning in Hell. <laughs> With over 20 million downloads, she was a co-host on Bravo's chat room. She also performed stand-up in New York City and at clubs around the country. And she just got booked this past month as a resident in Vegas. I'm doing one show at okay, the Okay, so I'm Vegas. manifesting for you. But maybe at the Nadell moment. you guys listen to this, she's going to be a resident Maybe in Nadell moment. Do the girlies in LA come to Vegas for shows? Yeah. Sometimes, okay. It's an hour away. Yeah, okay, because I don't really know the West Coast, so I'm like, who's in Vegas? I guess it's like bachelorette parties, cool girls from DJs. LA, DJs. The girlies in LA come to fuck the, the Reno DJs. girlies. <laughs> they fuck the DJs at the... Or they go to fuck Dan Bazarian. <laughs> Is he in Vegas. In yeah, he's in Vegas. You ever give him a blowjob? Me? No, I haven't. You know, one time, <laughs> Dan Blazarian would like randomly, because he follows daddy, which is I follow him too. He's, yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. He will always sometimes randomly chat with me in the DMs. And this was years ago. And I'm very, in a lot of ways, I'm very innocent. Like I, things go over my head all the time. Like whether <laughs> I'm dating, I have no idea that I'm, I'm on a date at the moment with a guy or I have no idea that I'm exclusive with guys. Like things always go over my head. Yes. And, and I remember I was invited to go to the Grammys for some something and they booked all of us flights on Southwest and I told him that I'm going to the Grammys and he goes oh you can actually why don't you borrow my jet we have to grab the jet to Vegas anyway so you can just get on the jet the flight to Vegas for us to take it and I said oh no thank you they booked a Southwest I think so I'm just gonna go on that <laughs> he was trying to be um, eco-friendly and have two for one. <laughs> My dad taught me there's no such thing as a free meal. Actually, that is so right. In this industry, what I've learned is nothing is free. Yeah. Nothing. At the beginning, you're like, oh my God, everything's free. And then suddenly you're indebted to hundreds of people. But now that I'm older, I've also learned just because someone does something nice to you doesn't mean you owe them anything. True. So True. I feel like I missed out on a lot of opportunities that I could have really enjoyed. 
And then I would have been like, no, thank you. Sorry. You already gave me. But I just don't like to be in those uncomfortable situations. No, the whole. Some girls, I think, are so like spontaneous, chill. They're cool with those situations. I'm like, okay, are there snacks? Like, what time are we going to go to sleep? Because I really want to get 10 hours. Like, I'm not chill with that stuff. Okay, but guess what you're not going to believe? What? So some of my friends have banged him. And I was like, okay, but he's so buff. Like, he has the small one, right? They're like, it's like a Coke can. <laughs> Ew, like, I don't want huge. it that wide. Yeah, they're like, it's so big. It's insane. I'm like, what? I mean, it makes sense because it's like the amount of girls he has around him. He must be working with It something. makes sense because he's like a very calm person. And I feel like calm dudes have big dick energy. That's why I always liked shy guys. I always thought shy guys had a huge yeah. dick. Not that it even matters. Obviously, now it's a big focus. That Honestly, I, don't I feel like the men that. care more. And that's why some of them are more confident. Because they'll be like, yeah, the big dick. When realistically, if I say huge dick, I'm like, oh my God. I have to do like a breathing pattern. I have to meditate. Yeah, we talked about it in one of the episodes. I have to visualize. No, I'm I have good. To, like, it's a whole... Fu- it's talk about journeys. First of all... If I decide to sleep with you, I'm so excited for the journey. I'm just, I'm so excited to be there. I'm excited for both of us and what's to come that night. And hopefully it's both of us. <laughs> Secondly, if you can make your woman orgasm, she's not even paying attention to what your size is. So also, I think, most of the time, it's not the dick that makes girls orgasm either. So yeah, guys don't realize that. No. And most of the time, guys with big dicks don't know how to use it. You can just tell some of these guys when they talk, you just know they've never made a girl come. <laughs> we were saying during first dates, we need to ask some questions before you're in the awkward position with him where you start making out and you're like, oh no, this is going to be bad. You got to ask early on. So do you like going down on women? Even if you're joking, see how he reacts. Get a vibe. Yeah. And if he's like, ah, that's not really my thing. You're like, you're not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Bye. Like, even if it wasn't your thing, don't tell people that. Lie. No, I wish. Yeah, I think you should. So then I can block you. True. <laughs> I don't even, to be honest, half the time, it's not even that good. Sometimes they don't really know what they're doing. But yeah. it's just like, you know what? At least you did that. Guys, like, oh, I love going down to women. I'm like, you're literally just like poking your nose in her pussy <laughs> and praying. You're doing the alphabet. You can't even do the alphabet because you've got hit in the head too many times because you're a lacrosse player. Sorry, I'm getting too specific. <laughs> okay, so I first want to bring up the elephant in the room. <laughs> What's going on with your arm? So as an elite athlete doing the Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. I was on a green skiing and I fell and broke my hand. But I had a really bad attitude. Like I was exhausted. I was touring all week. And my husband loves skiing and I really wanted to love skiing. Like I wanted to love it so bad. And I have that like past trauma of like people loving me more when I was good at sports, especially men in my life. Tennis, like all the dudes like, oh, she's so great. She's good at tennis. So I was like, this is a new sport. This guy loves the sport. I have to tackle this sport. But like, I'm not an adrenaline girl. Like I have enough adrenaline just waking up with my like anxiety disorder just existing in life i don't like the roller coasters That's i don't so even jump off because of you're plane. an athlete you know how much adrenaline i get from stand-up and just playing sports i mean stand-up itself is insane it's like a drug i don't need more than that like i'm not i don't want to jump off a plane i've no, i don't care i don't care for the thrill yeah. and i feel like skiing there's a thrill of like i'm going so fast down an icy mountain where for me i'm like that's just seems like a problem's about to happen that seems like another thing I have to worry about. That also, you, once you get down to the hill, I'm like, did I win? But also, like, what happened? After five minutes of doing the same thing, you're like, hello. You okay, that's okay? my thing too. Like, people want to do it for like four hours, and I'm like, I don't want to do anything 
more than an hour. And you just move your feet. I like can't this, think of one or, thing I like doing more than an or hour. Or you go like this. Like you can run like that. Well, yeah, I, you start doing down. the weight. Like I started getting, like I took tons of lessons, three hour lessons in the wow. mornings. I've done multiple ski trips. And then my husband was like, after all these tours on the West Coast, let's go to Vancouver and ski. And I'm like, yes. And you're like, I get there. I wake up shine. in the morning and I was like, I'm tired. I want to sleep in. I don't want to fucking go on the mountain right now. Like I really manifested injuring myself. Which is so fucked up to say, but like I was in the mirror, I took a photo and I I wrote send help like before I went and I deleted it because I'm like, this is bad karma. But in my head, I'm like, I like made it happen. Manifestation is so fucking powerful. I was in such a bad mood about it. I had negative self-talk. I was like, I don't want to be here. This is stupid. Of course, I injured myself. First run. I had a bad fall and I had bad luck because you fall all the time. I bad luck fell on my body, fell on my hand in a weird position. I just like so gross. Crushed my hands. And then what happened? I had a panic attack because I like was like, oh, my God, my hand's broken. Like once you realize like, oh, my God, my hand's broken, your world just starts closing what in on you. What does it feel like when your hand's broken? Good question. Is, I also get really grossed out by this stuff. Like I can't even see someone's brain and ankle on TV. I like get nauseous. But honestly, I just you felt like a weird kind of. Is it like this and you can't <laughs> your hand? Yeah. You, it, honestly, pain is so weird because you the pain doesn't process quick. It's more like you know that you crushed your hand and then afterwards you're like, oh, I can't move it. And then I was lying there and then my husband's like, are you good? Get up. And then the pain was bad and then I start panicking. Imagine if he was like, are you good? Okay, meet me down there. No, but he like, he also had turned around and yelled like, watch out because it was like a weird area. So I think he also kind of startled me, but I'm not going to blame him because he's, we're not playing, playing the blame game. I'm very spastic on the slopes. Haven't you learned your lesson from manifesting your fall? You're like, I'm just going to blame everything else, the world, for my issue. The world's just like turning on me. So he was like, do we call ski patrol? And ski patrol seems super dramatic. Ski patrol is like when people fucking hurt themselves. Like people are falling all the time. But to call ski patrol, like you're in, you are having issues. But I'm having a panic attack. I obviously don't want to, I can't ski with my, if I, God forbid I fall on my hand again. So we call ski patrol and we start dying laughing because I, I end up feeling a little better, but my hand's fucked up and I'm hungry. And I'm like, can you guys just get me down? So they put me in this toboggan thing. <laughs> And my husband starts filming it. I joke, like, I'm one of those people where it's never boring. And I don't mean, like, I'm so fun. I mean, like, sometimes fun, sometimes it's drama. There's just shit always follows me. And I can't help it. And so we just start dying laughing. Like, of course, I'm in a fucking toboggan. And then I'm, like, my hand's freezing because they had to, like, wrap it so the fingers were out. So I'm, like, getting frostbit. It's burning because the frost. It's fucking horrible. And I'm, like, I can't wait to never ski again. Like, I actually started getting happy because I was, like, I don't have to ski this weekend. That is so funny. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. If you if you ever see skiing in your future or you just decide to retire. Dude, I love learning new things. I love athletic shit. And I was, like, my husband loves it. And I'm, like, this is me now. I'm an outdoor ski girl. And I'm not. Like, I don't like outdoor shit. I don't even like to camp. I don't know what I was thinking. I like my feet on the ground. I like to feel the ground and be sturdy. So I actually had to deal with some internal shit. Because if I had just spoken up for how what I felt like and if I just said, babe, I don't want to ski today. Yes. I wouldn't have gotten hurt. But I am the biggest people pleaser in this fucking world because my whole life, you're a good athlete if you don't hear your inner voice. You have to constantly be like, I'm not nervous. I'm not scared. You have to like gaslight yourself. And then you just ask your coaches, what do I do? So I go into that zone of like, Des, what do you want me to do? Okay, I'll do it. 
when realistically, I also didn't want to disappoint him. He was so excited to ski Aww. with me. But then you have to Right, think, you want your partner to be happy. You want to, and it's like when your partner is so into something, you want that to become your Yes, and too. he kept telling me, he's like, why are you going on all these podcasts saying you hate skiing? I thought you loved it. And I go, this Aww. is the thing. I want to love it for you. But like, I'm talking on these podcasts because I'm like finding my inner voice. And I started doing all these stand-up bits shitting on skiing. I just posted one. So funny because then like the day after. It is karma. The ski gods got me. They fucking got me on the green. They're sensitive. I do have to work with my people pleasing. Recently, too, like in this career we're in as entrepreneurs, like sometimes you're busier than others. And when you start doing well, you get busy. When something bad happens or whatever, you're not busy. And I've had the ups and downs in my career where like no one's hitting me up. Suddenly everyone's hitting me up. So I like never me, take it I'm for like, granted. Hey, Beth, okay. <laughs> no, you've been a consistent bitch. That's why Yay. I love you. Recently, I've been like getting busier and I feel like I have to say yes to everyone. And it's like, how do I decipher which people to say no to? And then it's like, do you just say no to everyone and just say yes to the things that are super important? Because, like, I'm only one person. Yeah. But I, I want to be a superhero and I want to make everyone happy. No, I stopped doing that. At this point, I kind of just... Because I forget who said this, if it was on an episode that I just recorded or where I heard this. Yeah. Where part of growing up is starting to listen to your body. That means that morning when you woke up, my like, body. I'm feeling tired and all this. You need to listen to it. Like your body is telling you, actually, maybe don't work out today. Like instead of instead of forcing yourself, like no, I, I got this. I can do this. So your body's telling you today's not the day. Because your mind will lie to you, but your body won't. Exactly. That's it's like when you start having panic attacks when you're with the wrong guy, or when you like can't eat. Yes. When you're with the wrong guy, or if you just start crying for no reason. Oh, like on your podcast. Yeah. So I just did <laughs> Hannah's podcast as well. And we talk about my ski, uh, my ski <laughs> experience. So, so we both have really funny fail ski experiences. And I'm going to post the TikTok that Hannah made. It's brilliant. I'm obsessed with it. It's so funny. When bad things happen to us, which they do, find the funny in it. Literally. It, it, hel- it really helped me when I was lying there so depressed with my right hand crumbled to have all my friends and random people enjoying this funny video. But it's part of growing up is listening to your body. Your body told you that morning that you're not ready for it and you still did it. And that's what my mom always tells me when I overwork or overdo things. She always tells me, Violetta, you need to, you need to take a break. You can't be everything for everyone, nothing to yourself. And she also taught me yes. that if you... Don't take a break sometimes when you need to. Your body will take it for you and it will be at the most inconvenient time. That is literally what happened to me. Yeah. Literally what happened to me. And I have to get better at people are not going to hate you because you say no to them. So the thing is when people are mad at you or they're upset at you and so on, the thing is you can only be quote unquote hurt by someone or upset by someone if you need something from them. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Meaning either I needed love from you. I needed a favor from you. Mm-hmm. I needed money from you. I can only get pissed at you or hurt by you if I needed something from you. That's the only way you have power over me. Yeah. So when people are upset at you because you have certain boundaries, it's only because they benefit from crossing your boundaries. You want to be happy in life, right? And making other people happy makes me happy so then I was just like okay the way to be happy is just to make everyone who needs to be happy happy but then you get to a point as an entrepreneur where like it's not possible to make yeah I I was in that point recently and my mom just always just gives the best advice and she just told me like Violetta like life is really short and I'm like I know but I don't want to hurt anyone's I don't want to hurt anyone and she said look life is so short you're gonna hurt people regardless 
And then the end of the day, you just have to learn how to put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Life is too short for mm -hmm. you to always worry about everyone else. And I have to be honest, there I have to find what makes me happy besides just trying to make other people happy because that seems not healthy. <laughs> you can't just like always just be living for other people's happiness towards you. You have to internally be okay with yourself and not have, well, that's why we're in social media and I, I love attention. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, so with your right hand being broken it sucks I can't what give, can you do i can't give hand jobs not okay. that i ever did give a good hand job but right it's the best option. hand job i'm a little nervy because as a tennis player like i really hope this doesn't affect me long term but you know like little things like zippering your pants or like opening a bottle like i just can't do it right now and it's driving me off the wall because i am like when I was younger, like as a kid, I wanted to like walk at nine months and like feed myself and do everything myself. So I feel like a baby. And then I'm also can't decenter men for my life because I have to ask my husband to open every bottle. Aww. I know. You're so like, I'm not a feminist I'm so icon weak. right now. I know. I literally just put on my bang. Does he my love toothpaste. it? Does he love that you actually need him right no. now? He's like, oh, I'm so over it. Can so you just feel it. already? Yeah. I guess he does feel helpful, but it's like stupid shit. Like I'm like, could you to put my sock on? Yeah. And he's the old one. He's the one that's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Be he's like, him. I hope you heal soon because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need a back brace. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to take care of me. It is interesting, though. Ooh. For men, I know, like, we love talking about mental health. I did have a weird thing happen, though. When I hurt my hand, there was this feeling of, like, oh, now people can, like, feel bad for me for a reason. Like, when you're struggling mentally, no one will ever acknowledge it. But, like, when you're struggling Aww. physically, everyone is like, are you okay? And for a moment, I felt like my exterior matched my interior in a way. Well, where is that coming from? I'm very strong. Like, people would never tell if I'm hurting. So it was nice to, like, have an excuse for someone to actually be like, oh, I hope you feel better. Even though, like, emotionally, it's much harder for me in life than physically. But are you, are you struggling emotionally right now? I just think, like, I've always struggled with anxiety and depression, and it goes up and down throughout the years, but, like, no one Aww. acknowledges it ever. Right. It's hard when you see someone, especially comedians or people that seem overly bubbly. You're such a bubbly personality. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think we're all to blame for that. I think even myself, I, f I forget myself that you can maybe be struggling because I see on social media that you always look oh, so yeah, bubbly and happy. Social media is You forget to be like, oh those people are usually the ones who are hurting the most. Yeah, and I do think, like, even when bad things have happened to me, my friends are like, 
well, you're tough. Like, you're going to be fine. Or, like, well, she's not as strong as you. So, like, people have said that shit to me before. And I'm like, I'm fucking hurting. I just, like, am am good at putting on, like, a strong face. And I'm going to force myself to, like, work. It was an interesting feeling when I put this on to be like, see, I'm not perfect. Oh, but you you felt like you finally can get the valid. Yeah, you know? what you're saying. That, that's actually, that's really endearing and slash a little sad. I know, that's sad no, as it, it makes, No, it, <laughs> it, it breaks my heart that you needed to be injured physically to finally get this type of a little validation and empathy and love that you yeah. needed on, from but the it's outside. Also, I put on like, I didn't just know like, how to ask. Yes, I'm a fucking superhero yeah because that's what i put out there and that's what i want to be yeah but like to get injured and have people not also i feel guilty when i'm depressed i feel guilty when i'm anxious and there's always people who are like oh it's it sucks you're sad you should talk to someone or like oh yeah it sucks that's happening to you where when you get hurt everyone's like wow oh my god that's horrible i'm sorry where no one says that with mental health people don't understand how major emotional pain is because emotional pain leads to physical pain that's the whole part of what my mom's saying if you don't take breaks for your body your body will take it for you because for the longest time when i and i think that's why you and i are able to relate so much you know to gemini sisters (laughs) we're able to relate to each other so much i think it's because we're both play the strong role i mean even on your podcast i said like but that's not me like i'm supposed to be the strong one Mm -hmm. i'm uncomfortable with feeling yeah yeah i felt shame because i was it made me feel weak because i couldn't yes do the thing that i could do you have to listen to our podcast no i'm talking about (laughs) teaser teaser but the point is that with that emotional pain is that for the longest time when I wouldn't talk about my feelings, I only knew when I was depressed or needed help or needed to uh, like, oh my God, I'm hitting a really low point in my life. When when I would get physically ill yeah. because I would ho- hold everything in for so long to the point that uh, my immune system would go down yep. and I would get, I would start to get insane allergies from my cat or just from the environment and then I would get sick and that's when I would say, uh-oh something's wrong your body had to tell you and that's too long yes you're I'm, supposed to find you figure it out before yes. you get to that point i had a good friend who was like had a, a bad addiction problems and one day he said something crazy it was so powerful he goes i wish sometimes i just had like cancer so people could understand how i feel because no one has any empathy for like addiction sometimes like the people around him at the time did not Aww. like they were just like get it together why can't you get it together this is like get your shit together but he's like i have a disease yeah and if i had a disease like cancer people would feel so fucking bad for me but because it's addiction they don't see it that way. So I did have a weird, like, I've been overworking myself for sure. And to get hurt and have people, like, for me to cancel something and just be like, my hand's broken. And people be like, oh, sure. When, like, I would never have canceled it before because I'm like, what, because you're tired? Like, get it together, Hannah. You're strong enough. So I have to work on boundaries with stuff. I'm not good at it. Me neither. I think think we're all like that and but especially as a workaholic it's like what makes us good at our job but it also can be what makes us bad at our job yeah but you can't be everything for everyone if you're nothing for yourself i mean preach period yeah so I- moving on without you being all a victim and all it's like <laughs> move on already <laughs> get over it god okay. it's okay i'll be in like three weeks i'll be fine oh i'm fine I can't believe you purposely broke your hand just so people ask you if you're okay. Like, you could have just told me. Yeah, I could have just not skied, but here we are. So, except you 
needing a lot of attention. What else is something that most people don't know about you? I'm an introvert. Really? Like, when I'm out in these streets, I'm giving 150. Me too. I'm partying. And when I say, like, not that I'm actually partying, but, like, I'm giving everyone my all. I'm locking eyes. I'm in the deep conversations. I'm serving. I'm present. But then I need to be alone. Like, I need it. Like, I can't go from too many social interactions in a row. And that's where I've been starting to get more, like, understanding of myself where I'm like, yeah. you need three days alone. I used to feel so guilty, too, when I needed my own alone time. And I would constantly be apologizing for it as well. Or I'd be like, am I depressed because I, like, need to be alone in bed right now? It's like, no, you're recharging. Okay, but here's the thing. We now live, most of us live in first world countries. Not mm-hmm. all of us, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the way our life is moving is that 50 years ago, we weren't as fortunate. So now people are finding things to be sad about. And we forget that happiness is an emotion, a passing emotion, just like sadness, just like anger. So when you suddenly don't feel happy today, especially with social media that tells you, look how everyone's happy because it's a reel of happiness. You're like, oh, something's wrong. I must be depressed. No. You're feeling sad. And that's why I did a whole episode about depression. It gives you the the differences between feeling sad, feeling depressed, and being depressed. Yes. Three different things. It's important to note the three different things. I also am never bored when I'm alone. Like a lot of people be like, oh, I don't want to be home alone. I'll be bored. Me alone with my cat watching TV. Like I'm never bored in my own space. Also... If I want to have a, a mental health spiral, I can. That's not boring. Period. You spend too much time alone. Next thing you know, you're playing tricks on yourself. That's another thing. It's like you have to take care of yourself. So it's good to be alone, but not too much because that, that's chronic loneliness. Yes. And that also gives you physical diseases. Yes. So you have to it's a thin that. line, folks. It's a thin line. But that's why I've realized like with my schedule, if someone asks me to do something, it might be like in two weeks and I look at my schedule at days open. I go, no, no, no. Would you want to do it tonight? Really? Because you have to think. If I wouldn't want to do it tonight, I, I wouldn't want to do it in two weeks. That's really... So I'm trying... Because there's too many things that I'm like... I did this myself. I said yes to it. And now I'm miserable. So I'm I'm working on that. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty introverted. And I'm the kind of person that like I'll go hard. But like after my shows, people are like, let's go out. They give me cocaine. They want to... I'm like, I have McDonald's at the hotel that's waiting for me. And I love you all. But this is just... That's just who I am. Yeah. Good. Little grandma. Yeah, don't do cocaine. You're, like, too old for it now. Yeah, I did it once on my bachelorette party for the first time. And as a joke, like, just, like, one whatever. But I immediately just started bleeding from my nose. I was too pure. Chic. I know. Did you take a picture? Wait, guys, I'm bleeding. Take a picture of me. (laughs) Like me crying on the plane. Wait, my Bella Hadid moment. My friends were fucking dying. I don't even drink anymore, really. Like, I can. I'm not sober. But I just, I've been, I'm married now. And he's sober. So we kind of oh, just... Oh, well, that's different. We just eat a lot. Oh. Eating is my love language. That also makes sense. Why are so passionate about the soberness stuff? The conversation a second ago. Now I understand. Because yeah. you have someone in your life that's sober. Oh, yeah. So you understand it's a disease. Now. I've been, like, attracted to men with addiction problems, like, my whole life for some Me reason. Too. I don't know it's why. It's weird. I think the reason I like you so much now, it's like, I'm like, the more you talk, the more I'm thinking... Is this a mirror of me? Like, is this why I like you? Guys who are addicts are the best because when they fall for you, they fall. I know. I'm like, well, they're gonna. They have to get be addicted to something. Might as well be me. Oh my god, that kind of love is like next level. Which is obviously not healthy. Not not good. Not healthy. Not sustainable. But fun for two months. 
<laughs> or for a lifetime for you, yeah. Well, what's cool about being with a sober guy, I've had friends text me and be like, I'm talking to someone sober, like, what's going to happen? Am I okay? And I'm like, dude, first of all, no drunken fights in the mornings. It's never about, like, choosing the alcohol or you. Like, it's always just, it's not even a factor. You can date someone also that just became sober the first year. That's difficult. It's not allowed for them. It's, yeah, that's, like, not technically. They have to focus, like, he's been sober since he's 19. He's 47 now. Right. He's had this whole journey. And also, like, he's had a lot of good therapy from that. Because to get sober, you have to understand your brain. It's not about the alcohol. It's, like, understanding your thoughts and self-control yeah. and discipline and empathy and triggers like he's done so much work on himself so when you see a sober man it means like he's he's accomplished something it's kind of cool even if they might actually like drinking they know from their genetics from their family it doesn't work well it's not good for the family and it's they don't want to do it yeah and I think that's why Des was sober at 19 because he always his mom always told him like alcohol is not good so at 19 he knew like Oh, I'm going down that road. That's it was pretty so mature good. of him early on yeah. to do that. Speaking of, you've been now married, what, uh, I think, Since a year? May. Almost a year. Almost a year. Wow. Okay. So what's married life like? It's peaceful. That's nice. Even the day after I got married, I felt like a calmness to our relationship that was really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It basically is like, okay, the there's definitely no games. There's no worrying. There's no imagine wondering. Imagine still games and when you're married. For fuck's sake, I would just kill myself. But imagine like the morning after. Like even when you're engaged, it's still this drama. The morning after, you're like, do you still like me? <laughs> I mean, there definitely are moments where you... My mom always said that relationships are like plants. You have to water them or they are going to die. It doesn't matter how long you've been with the person. Aww. Like you have to feed it. And... I just felt like a confidence of a that you've never had because I've only had boyfriends. So when I looked over, I was like, holy fuck, that's my husband. That's it just was it really felt nice, even though I don't think everyone needs marriage. And I don't think it was essential to my happiness at all. Overall, it's been nice that I could just like focus on other shit. I know that I have someone who has my back. Yeah. But like, do you ever by any chance randomly sit there and like feel like you miss one night stands or getting dicked down by like a mid dude that's going to let you down. Do you ever feel like do you ever miss the rush of being let down by some guy? Never. I was never really into I never liked the one night stands because I've had like so many. And oh. I'm not no like <laughs> I've had so many. I've just had bad experiences. Mm -hmm. Like once you have enough bad experiences, you're like, I this is not exciting for me. It's not, not fun. I have a flirt. I love flirting. Me too. And like you you don't stop flirting. Like, you don't stop being in a room and trying to make someone laugh and be like, ha. But then you have to fucking deal with their weird dick or the fact that they'll never make you come and they'll cheat on you. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I love flirting, too. I hate that that means people assume something else. Like, I love flirting and I love, like, any opportunity that I have, especially with my friends. You know, I any opportunity I have to get naked, I'll do it. <laughs> Like when you came to my house, we met for the first time and I dressed, oh, yeah. I undressed in front of you and then you were trying to be respectful minutes. and you looked away and I said, hey, <laughs> look at my tits. And she took her shirt off and I was like, I'm not going to, I'll let you have some privacy. And she's like, look at my nips. Look at them. <laughs> look at them. Because I'm not going to have nice boobs for the rest of my life. Like eventually they're going to sack to the floor and I'm going to have to be, sure. you know, showering by lifting each titty up and like washing I them do have to say it. there is a nice thing like the fact that I'm married and have my ring like I'm at the comedy clubs it's all full of men it's nice to sit there and everyone know like no one's fucking me so like let's just we're past that you've never heard of comedians cheap comedians definitely I'm cheap kidding. but like the fact that I, I I mean definitely like I feel like female comics it's like 
it's it's like a different thing. Like no one's trying to fuck. No one's trying shows. to fuck a comedian. Like it's just girl, girl girls trying comedian. to party with us, and you make good girlfriends. You're like that was fun. And if a dude hits you up, you're like I'm calling the police. <laughs> but like so it's it's nice for me to sit and just have fun with guys. And like I feel like when if I was single, more people would. I'd be like, is he trying to like flirt with me? Does he have a chance with me? Is he drunk and yeah. making it weird? So I feel like I go to work every night and I just have my ring on and everyone knows no one's fucking with me and I get to just like kind of have fun and be myself and not worry about that like weird tension. Do you miss anything about being single or nothing at all? I miss not having to think about someone else's life when I'm making my own life decisions. Like you have to compromise everything. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I, if you I got a job right in now, Scotland. You literally, can't. I can't just be like like my friends Raina and Ashley. Girls got to eat podcasts. Hilarious, amazing. They are both single, no kids, and they were like, "We're going to LA," and then they're like, mm, "We're gonna live here." I think in my head, I'd be like, "Oh, I want to see if I, I'm gonna be in LA for a couple months." You don't just do that. You have to be like, yeah. "Hey, husband, do you want to move based together? on your life and my life? Do we think it would make sense?" So I just can't be willy nilly and off the fly. But I'm with someone who loves to travel, so like we travel all the time. You have to run shit by your partner because you are a team now so then what's one thing that when you were single that you're thankful you'll never have to deal with again I don't miss meeting someone and I'm like a creative director I will immediately in my head like put them on such a pedestal because I love having a crush and make them like so Are you perfect <laughs> dude I would do that so much to the point that like how many of my own feelings am I gonna hurt where like I just loved having crushes so it's nice to now like not have to do that whole like project management it's so embarrassing I love having crushes so much that I even said this on a podcast where one time I dated this guy and he was ghosting me and for a whole week I didn't even realize he was ghosting me because I was so busy thinking of the our life together that I would text him cute things like thinking about you can't wait to see you and then go back to work and I wasn't even paying attention imagine trying to ghost someone that doesn't even realize you're ghosting them like, how embarrassing is that because <laughs> you're already like planning the wedding you're like hey your cousins do they like sitting near your aunts or your uncles how are we gonna it's, put the seating no, chart together no, it's literally like th- he's not even there I'm like I like you so much and he's like I'm not even here it's like and exactly- you've also like met him once <laughs> I once like had this texting relationship with this guy and I was so into him when I met him, I could not have been more unattracted to him. And I was like, you creative genius. You made this all up in your head. You you genius bitch. Always. Sometimes we're like, oh, life is better like with a crush. I love oh waking God. up and having a crush. I get hot. You have a purpose. Have a Literally, I start dressing nice. I'm ready to go out. I start meeting more guys. I'm suddenly talking to other guys. So yep. I have options. It's insane. It's like your life is so much better when you have a crush. I love it. And you're so right about the creative director because you're like, hmm. <laughs> I'm not really into this guy, but I can make it work because There's potential here. And the minute, oh my gosh, falling in love with potential. And like he's quiet, and instead of you being like he's, he's boring, mysterious. you're like he's so mysterious. He's so smart. He's just so calm and beautiful. No, he's boring. No, one he's time, boring. One time I was dating this guy uh, years ago, and I was like, he is so mysterious. He's so this. He's so that. And then one day the rose-colored glasses came off and I was like oh he's not mysterious he's just he's actually very stupid <laughs> like that's not but oh. I'm shallow as shit like I loved a hot guy back in the day so I've dealt with like it took me like it would take me a year to be like he's just tall and he's actually a really mean person <laughs> but like it took me so long one time I dated a guy that tried to deport me <laughs> and so- you're like he's playing hard to get <laughs> And I thought it was funny. He's really good at politics. He was like, yeah, if you ever piss me off, I'll just, I can just call ICE. He has ICE in his phone. 
didn't question why he had ice in his phone. All I said was, <laughs> you're so funny. No, I'm a citizen now, so it's fine. You can't do that. You're so funny. Anyway, and it went over my head. It's really manifesting. Like, we're very strong manifestors, and I would manifest dudes for me. And then you'd be finally dating them, and you're like, I hate this man. I hate how he breathes. I hate, I hate his perspective on life. I hate all of it. So I do think that I would play a lot of games in my own head, and it would drive me insane. The way I got over it was I had one really bad relationship where it was so bad on my mental health that I actually was like, oh, I'd rather not have a crush. This one was more like a relationship and he he just made me feel horrible about myself. So I was like, I'd rather be alone and feel like myself than be in a relationship that I don't feel like myself. And that's Aww. when I started to like see clearer. Yeah. Don't feel bad for me. Okay. It, it was I good. You it was good for me. No, I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Now I'm strong. Now I'm. Sorry. <laughs> Let me know. Now I'm Superwoman. She's back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What would you say the dumbest thing that you've ever done when you were single that now you can laugh at? Like me, I can laugh at the guy trying to deport me. <laughs> I feel like college was pretty embarrassing. Okay. College. What's the dumbest thing you've done? I ended this relationship with this like very hot football player. And then I was like, I cannot deal with these athletes anymore. So I started dating, dating is a strong word, the mascot of the <laughs> University of Wisconsin, Bucky, who was like funny and cute. And, and I was like, wait, this guy's like relatable. And I also was like, I just went from dating like one of the stars of the football team. Like he's going to be obsessed with me. Right. We liked each other. And then I got really drunk one night and at a bar, I was like, let's like be together and I was like, I literally said, we don't have to be Facebook official. I was so drunk. We don't have to be Facebook official. Let's just like be together all summer and it's going to be amazing. And then he ignored me for two weeks and then I couldn't rack my brain around it for like two months. Yeah. And you know what's the funniest when your friends are like, you, but you're so high. You can do so much better. You're like, yeah, that's why I'm crying. That's no, literally that guy fucked me up more than like any of the other ones. Cause I was like, wait, 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 what's wrong? Like we got along so well. I thought. I thought you were, like, so into me. I thought I could be open and vulnerable. And then he, he like, and then he's, like, since then, since then has reached out and been, like, yo, I was stupid. I'm sorry. But I was, like, whatever. I just, I let it ruin my summer. Like, I was sitting around. There were, like, all these hot guys. And I'm, like, why doesn't this dude who, like, <laughs> I thought loved me doesn't love me when meanwhile we didn't even know each other very well i know but that's why i think you can't date insecure men because insecure men will knock you down even lower and see i didn't see it like that i was like 
he, I thought he was so funny and cool and like yeah he wasn't like the hottest and he wasn't because they're I, like if I can get that her who else can I get I was very girlfriendy like I was like either we're best friends or we're nothing like I wanted like a best friend I wanted like what's wrong with that I know I guess some of these guys in college maybe that could have like really scared him but I also was like, are you so reminiscing why the mascot didn't <laughs> want you like move on it's been years <laughs> no move he's on. like he's married with kids <laughs> he doesn't love you he doesn't love you move on but it's so funny because like we also were would be so bad together like that was also like I literally made so many relationships up like in my head and then once you actually get to know these people you're like Hannah stop but like you were in love with someone who wasn't them me every time yeah they're not even there they're not even I didn't not that's why the hardest heartbreaks are like situationships because the idea of what if because it could have been great and the situationship he never shows you him fully when you're dating someone and you end it you're always like I know all of him I know it's like to be with him you I have the highs, to fill in you have to fill in all the blank moments so you create all of them for you versus being like he's actually a loser or a terrible person who has a terrible personality a situationship is a drug they only see you when they want they are it's always like hot moments because you're like what are we what are we this is so exciting the dopamine's all going when you're dating someone that is like someone who's committed to you they're showing you 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 yeah. know how they are well one thing that's really cool that i've learned is in situationships because you're like why am i always attracting these type of guys blah blah until you one day realize that they're not the ones in control it's you yeah because you can stop at any time yeah you're choosing to chase people who are unavailable. And yeah. it could potentially be because you are unavailable. You're choosing to chase people that you know are going to run away. So you don't yes. actually have to be vulnerable. You yes. don't actually have to open up. I used to get worried because I would like, if something felt a little weird or he did one thing, I would be done. And people would be like, here's you pick your whatever. But I was like, no, I'm not wasting my fucking time. Because if it's that early on, you're having any icks with him, it's like, move on. The situationships could be difficult because like, if he's like not really telling you, but... For anyone's listening, I knew I was going to marry my husband week two. And that sounds fucking crazy. No, no. He kind of knew. And then I, like, fell into it. But, like, you're going to know early. You're not going to worry about, like, how he feels about you. And I always knew that was how it's going to be. So when other guys were, like, taking, like, a year, not that they needed to take longer than... A year is way too long. A year, but, like, if I'm with a guy for a year and I don't think I'm going to marry him, I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I don't understand sometimes when people reach out to me and they're like, so I've been talking to this guy for nine months and he just said something like, wow, I'm, I'm, I don't get why why you don't have a boyfriend. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? It's like, girl, why were, why have you been sucking this guy's dick for And, like, I'm months? telling you, don't waste your time with this dude because you have to close doors to see other, to open other doors. And there's other doors, like how you said, like, when you find a guy who actually wants you... You're like, holy fuck, this is night and day, and you are you get what you fucking deserve. But it's not just that. I've learned that. It is it is actually very important to make a list or to have an idea of what you're looking for. Because if you don't, and I've been guilty of this, where you will accidentally date anyone. And I think that's mm -hmm. me when I go on and off of dating. I kind of just date anyone. And if I had a checklist in my brain or had an idea of what I was looking for, I would then right away know, like, oh, this guy is a womanizer or this guy doesn't know where the clit is yeah. so I, I want a guy that knows dating is important though like fucking up with dating it's not fucking up it's practice it's like yeah. training wheels because I knew by the time I met Des I knew everything that I like did not want in a man because I've dealt with I'm like I can't deal with guys like this I can't deal with the guys like this and it's not like that they have anything wrong with them it's like me personally I can't it's not good chemistry for me Okay, so you and your partner, which by the way, she didn't invite me to the wedding. No big deal. I've oh my God, I'm so then. sorry. It's okay. I was totally busy that day. <laughs> 
I don't even remember when it was. I totally May 13, 2021. I didn't even think you would want to come. Was it May 13, 2021? Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. How do I remember that? That's insane. Wait. Not even bitter. <laughs> I don't even care. I literally don't even care. I literally thought you were too cool to come to my wedding. You're right. I know. Period. <laughs> I know. Don't forget that. Slay. Anyway, you guys have a 15-year gap. Yeah. And people get really weird about age gaps yeah. or I think maybe they get weird if, but you guys are dating in your late 20s and maybe people, obviously he's amazing, but <laughs> what would you say some red flags that you should look out for when you're considering dating a caddy zaddy? I love, I love it. Okay. So I do think in your early 20s, it's important to like date other people who are still like their brains not fully formed yet either. So you're both like learning together, growing together, making mistakes together. Because the problem is if you're in your early 20s with an older man is there's going to be a power imbalance. There's a power imbalance with money. There's a power imbalance with knowledge. Like he basically will be like, this is how the world works. You're dumb. And like, that's not a like good partnership like you would not, not want a friend like that yeah and then if he is the only one making money then it, it also is a weird you put yourself in a weird situation where like you really want someone who's an equal with you and it, you don't always have to be making the same amount of money or have the same amount of life experiences but like that's why I think the age gaps are kind of problematic in early 20s Imagine us like talking to a boy who's 22 right now. Yeah, it's what hard. What would I talk I, to him about? My rule is five year gap because I like younger guys. Yeah. But even five years, guys that are younger than me, it's I just a think struggle. under 25 is like, let's no, I can't <laughs> fuck up. I get so uncomfortable. But with me, I do think we have a 15 year age gap. But like if I had met him when I was 20 and he was 35, it would have never worked out. He also was in a different place in his right. life. I do think if you're in your early 30s guys in their 40s are fucking great i think if they've been divorced they've like learned something and sometimes those guys are like knowledgeable and like experienced in a way that other guys haven't experienced also with older guys i like them because they're tired that's true that's the only time i started getting along with my dad he was too tired to yell and like, yeah, like they're crazy. Not, they're, they don't want to start fights they don't want to go out and do crazy shit like they've done it all and now they just want to like be with you and relax and that's the kind of lifestyle i want my parents i always looked up to they have a really simple relationship like they're so in love they flirt they go to work they come home they eat dinner they watch the knicks game they what's love their age gap two years they're oh very my parents close. are five years wow everything i copy my family <laughs> I have no original thoughts. <laughs> Am I just like, are we in a meta universe? <laughs> but yeah, they just love having a, like a relationship is having a conversation with the person for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's so sweet. And you like they just wanting to learn. I will hear them and they're just like chatting. I'm like, what the fuck are these people so chatting about after three years? So what's, oh my God. what's the most hilarious thing that you ever happened to you during sex when you were single? Some girls are like comfortable with guys going down on them. I feel like that's so fucking intimate. Like it's almost more intimate than sex. Like your face is in my vagina. Like my face is not even in my vagina. I don't even know what's going on down there. So the fact that he's there, it's like I haven't checked it. I haven't like gone through all the pages. I don't know what's going on. So... This one guy was going down on me and I I have trouble orgasming when guys are going down on me because I'm thinking all the things that could go wrong. I'm like, is it sweaty? Am I poking them in the eye with my pubic hair? Do I have like seven chins when he looks up? Am I moaning the right way? Should I touch his head? Like I don't do it. No. That confuses me about the touching the head. I never know. Am I supposed like, to pet yeah, him? Am I tickling him? Am I supposed to should pet I hold him? What should I do with my hand? Yeah, Literally. like what's what's angle in my face? Like there's so much of course I can't orgasm. So I was like trying, you know, sometimes maybe it was just me, but when I'm trying to orgasm, I will like you almost like push a little. Yep. Okay, good. I'm not crazy. So like sometimes when you're forcing it, you're like push, like get like I don't know, you're pushing. And um I 
farted on his face when he was going down on me and he he did not take it in stride like it wasn't like yeah babe like what like some guys are like chill for it. like yeah whatever he was like he rolls over I start dying laughing he definitely could have got a boner for like years after that and I mean it's it's hilarious but like I just think it must happen more than just me did you never fart in a guy's face no not in his face some when are, you told me this I remember I was just it was silence <laughs> and then all my response was are you are you okay? Because well, I was. It could no it could ruin a relationship. It could ruin your life, especially when you're younger. Because I had a, this episode, a Tuesday episode this month, where I mentioned how I accidentally I was on my period. When I'm on my period, my number twos are very yes diarrhea. Diarrhea. Yep. Diarrhea. And it. my boyfriend, my lovely boyfriend, who I talk a lot on your podcast, my ex boyfriend, he wanted to have sex, and I was like, I'm on my period, and he's just like, okay, let's have anal, and he shoved it in my <gasps> ass without asking me. But yeah, and then good. I guess got. A little on his pee pee, and he was like, "Ew, what the fuck? It's so Dude, gross!" I and then he him. dumped me, I and I felt so man. bad about myself for two weeks. I just felt so humiliated and embarrassed. Like, how could I do that to with my body? Also, to like him? anyone who knows anal, like they sorry, like, people You're spend whole weeks. On. People spend whole weeks preparing and douching and not eating to have like that, like anal. Or if you care about that, then give let someone Hello? prepare. What do you think happens? Dude, to the he bump? fucking deserved that. I'm so happy that happened. It was a blessing. Now that we look at it. Well, we got back together eventually, you know. He forgave me. <laughs> but also, no, so that is yet. so traumatizing. I was very lucky that the guy that it happened to, we had a really good relationship. And he was, like, I could do no wrong in his eyes. And it was, like, honestly, it was a feminist power move. Right. Except, I mean, except but the I fact that his dick got soft. Yeah, but, like, I didn't, I didn't want to have sex anyway, probably. Did you guys stop talking after that? No. Everything was fine. But Aww. I think also, I've been in relationships a where I get farty, where, like, I'm doing it like self-sabotage. Like I'm trying to, like I'm over it. Like I don't, once I start farting in front of a guy, it's like, I don't like him. Oh, okay. Like I, I obviously, maybe your body was telling you something. Maybe your body wasn't trying to orgasm. Your body body will tell you, you you don't want this man. Get him off your pussy. I do think that I've like farted in front of guys to kind of dare them to break up with me. Like I'll be like, do it. I just feel like there's so many other ways to break up with someone. I feel like my way is way more fun. Yeah. If I'm gassy anyway, it has to go out somewhere. I'm not holding it in. But I know like, oh, you don't care. Like, cause you want to care around the guy. You want to like fart and be like, oh my God, sorry. Yeah, well, you want to fire everyone cares. Surprise, like, oh, I didn't know. I, I care, I care, but yeah, not everyone cares. People were uh, we. I also didn't grow up with farting or going number two in front or in our yeah. family. So it's like a it's a cultural that. thing. I do yeah. want to embrace though that like well, if- everyone's different. I'm I don't want to sit and be fake and embrace something where honestly, for me, I think certain things just should be left a mystery. True. I just if you like some people, girls will like be dying out here, like holding it in. No, like figure it out how to do it in the way that's best the other, for you. Even my girlfriends, if they're yeah. like farting, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, <laughs> go to the other room. There's like seven rooms in this house. Why? Why did you do it when I'm standing right here eating? Like, are you joking? I agree. That's just class. I don't care how close we are. I go agree. to the other room. I agree. So anyway, guys, where can people find you? HannahBurner.com. I'm coming to Vegas, New York City, Boston. And Hannah Burner on TikTok and Instagram. And listen to Burning in Hell with Violet Benson and Giggly Squad is my other pod. And I'm definitely going to have her on more. She, I don't even need to go on hers. It's just because we had to cut the podcast short, what felt short for me, because <laughs> I have to catch a flight. I'm busy, you know, catching flights, not feeling. Yes. Love you guys so much. Unless you have daddy issues and your dad's <laughs> dead, then I will catch feelings for you. I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. Okay. Love you guys. Bye, besties.